Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got an entitled parent on an airplane. We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Found my father after 20 years, I end up regretting it. Not sure if this goes here, but had to get this off my chest somewhere. I, 27-year-old female, haven't seen my father in 20 years thanks to my mother. She left him and took me with her to the other end of the country. During the divorce, she spread lies about him hurting me and having kitty stuff on his computer. She lied to everyone that would listen. In the end, she got full custody and he never saw me again. I believed her lies, and my mind created false memories based off those lies. All the while, she was spreading lies. She was beating and belittling me behind closed doors. Thanks to years of therapy, I can more or less separate the real from the fake. Once I learned that he never actually hurt me, I went looking for him. Today I found him on Facebook. He's remarried and seemingly happy. I scrolled through his page, learning about the man that taught me to swim, golf, play soccer, and take me out for root beer floats after school. I regretted almost immediately when his first post was about how anyone who celebrates Juneteenth should be eradicated in order to keep America racially pure. Another post was him praising those who were at the January 6th insurrection and how he wished he'd been there. The last post I looked at was him holding a shotgun he labeled the F-slur killer with the caption, I'm doing God's will? I didn't scroll any further than that. I feel disgusted that I come from not one but two nut jobs. If I had grown up with both of them, I might have ended up believing in the same stuff as them. I can't imagine being so full of hate and disgust just because someone is different than you. In the end, I've decided to not make contact. I'm not going to risk bringing that kind of toxicity into my family's lives. Besides, if he had really cared about me, he would have sought me out long before I went looking for him. I think most people can agree that the level of stuff that they're putting out there is on a level that you feel like you just cannot even begin to approach having a relationship with them. At least I wouldn't. I mean, I feel so far away from their views, it's crazy. This next story is Entitled Parent Tries to Steal Seat Because You Guys Aren't Even Talking And Then She Complains We're Faking a Disability Hello there ladies and gentlemen, this wonderful story occurred last Sunday and I've been ruminating on posting it. So a bit of backstory, I, 14 year old male, have ADHD, which causes me to have an awful stutter, and my friend, 14 year old male, has autism and normally wears noise cancelling headphones slash earphones, as the noise and light can send him into a meltdown. Because of this, we tend to communicate in BSL, as I don't stutter and he can be in perfect silence. I also was in a very dark space a few years ago, and I regularly go to the gym and go for runs, as it gives me time to think. Because of this, I'm pretty hench. Anywho's backstory's out of the way. My friend and I were strolling along on one of our usual paths that has some really nice views and minimal cars. About halfway into the walk, there's a pub, bar for you yanks, and because the British heat is ridiculous, 
We decided that we would go in and get a lemonade or a shandy depending on how lucky we were, the whole time communicating in sign language. After we took our seats, the last seats under the covered area outside, a woman who I think I'll call Karen walked up to us with a little kid in tow. She loudly boomed in her stuck-up voice, Um, boys, I think you'll find that those are my seats. See, I know the pub owner, so you best move. Besides, you weren't even talking anyway. Just take your drink to go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. We also knew the owner, because the owner is my friend's, the one who's with me now, dad. I then managed to string together a comprehensible set of words. Um, we were talking, we were just using sign language. Then the Karen said, Oh, so you're faking a disability. God, what is wrong with your generation? Seemingly forgetting her brat behind her who's tugging on her hand, throwing a hissy fit. Now rather nervous, I managed to stutter out, We're not though, we just prefer to communicate this way. At this point, the Karen is screaming a slurry of insults at us, asking me to speak up and to just freaking move. She then tried to grab me and my friend and throw us off the bench. This set my friend off and he started having a meltdown. This caused his father to come outside as he realized that something was wrong. The lady continues to berate me, punctuating her word by knocking a finger into her chest at the end of every word. At this point, I'd had it, so I punctuated back considerably harder. As the lady was stumbling backwards, she somehow managed to stay upwards despite her blubber. However, she had stepped on her child's finger as he was on the floor. In a hissy fit, this sent the kid crying harder, and his eyes finally landed on our hero of this story. My friend's dad, who was hugging my friend trying to calm him down. She somehow did not see that he was hugging one of his patrons she assaulted seconds earlier and didn't seem to make the connection, so she screamed, Manager, this person just assaulted me. At this point, my friend's dad was such a shade of red that if I took my glasses off and squinted, I couldn't tell a strawberry and him apart. He then proceeded to shout a string of expletives at this woman that even I didn't know, since that didn't send the woman packing. He then shouted, I will call the cops if you don't leave right now. This seemed to spur some action into the lady and she promptly dragged her kid off the floor and scurried away like the vermin she is. Leaving one autistic child in a meltdown, me pretty miffed, a crack in the brand new decking from where she stumbled back, and dents from where the kid was throwing a tantrum on the floor and stomping his feet, plus one angry pub owner. Drinks were nice though, got something considerably harder than a shandy to calm the nerves as he said but had to cut our walk short as my friend was still not in the best state. This lady was horrendous and it's almost disappointing that they got to just bounce out of there and leave after all that. I'd love to at least have seen them get the fear stricken into them by having the cops show up. This next story is Entitled Mom Thinks My Wedding Is For Her And Her Guests I, 24 year old female, am getting married next year and my mom thinks she can invite whoever she wants to invite to my wedding without asking my fiancé and I first. My mom just found out about a family member that she's never met before to be invited to my wedding. I just recently sent out the dates and I gave one to her and come to find out she sent hers to this family member behind my back. I tried explaining to her that I understand it's family but we've never met them before and I'm not trying to have my wedding be the place that we meet for the first time and weddings aren't family reunions. She thinks I'm being a bridezilla and I feel bad but it's my wedding and I should have a say on who's invited and who's not. 
She also took it upon herself to invite my uncle's sister-in-law and uncle's mother-in-law because she talks to them and they're nice. She didn't even ask me if she could invite them and she told them they could come. So now I'm feeling obligated to give them an invite since they now know about my wedding. She also has stated that since my dad and her are paying for my venue, that she should have a say on who's invited, what colors I'm choosing, and what music is played because it's not my wedding but it's my family's wedding as well. She'll also say things about me to my brother's girlfriend like, Oh, I can't wait until y'all get married because you'll let me do whatever I want for y'all's wedding. Or, God, she's so difficult. You wouldn't be this difficult if y'all were getting married. I'm just not sure what to do anymore, and I shouldn't feel this stressed about my big day. Honestly, I think OP really has two choices here. Either they let her roll her right over and take over their wedding plans, or they put their foot down and do what they want to do for their wedding. I mean, you could even try and go as far as cut down contact, but sounds like a big step for OP with where things are right now. Our next story is not enough counter space. My mother, my spouse, and I got a rental house last year, doubled our square footage from our terrible apartment and a safe neighborhood, nice location, etc. My mom is so condescending about our house. We're really proud because it's been a few years of us rebuilding credit, finances. So to afford this and for our kids, we're happy. It's not the same place my parents live, and my spouse isn't my parents' favorite person, so comments get made that are rude and my parents don't care until it comes between them and the grandkids. Also, my spouse is a rude personality too, so oftentimes I struggle to feel empathy, but I totally understand where spouse is coming from in most cases. And also, house was built in freaking 2007, not old, but today, my mom asked if we used the air fryer and said, well, you don't hardly have any counter space, and made it like we have a teeny area. We have more counter space than most people in three bedroom and two and a half homes, and she has the audacity to say this? I don't like things on my countertop. It's a preference. I love her, but my word. She finds the negativity for everything. Why bother with the jabs? As if that will make my spouse want to move closer to you. Guess I'm just venting, but if you've been in a similar situation, I would appreciate advice. I mean, I guess you guys are renting two-thirds of it, right? So you have a little bit more say than she does? Either way, I think it's safe to say an air fryer is a perfectly acceptable thing to have on the counter. And you guys just gotta make it work. It's a shared space. She can't commandeer everything. Our next story is another water park entitled mother. This is the last entitled mother story I've ever had in my life. Entitled parents are kind of rare here. This one happened around 2018-ish. This lady is the type of mother who just leaves their kids to someone else to babysit. I will never understand that style of parenting. I know it's hard to parent someone, but like, why? Why would you leave your kids behind for a random stranger? She did that. I was just swimming around in a pool with my little brother. Then her five spawns came into the pool and started splashing around. Honestly, I didn't have an issue with that. They were nowhere near me. Then one of them came over and splashed me and I told him that it's not nice to splash strangers. Then I looked for his mom and she was nowhere to be seen. Like, come on, why would you leave your five kids in a pool? What if one of them drowns? The spawn went on with his way and then he came back and started splashing again. I told him to stop and he didn't. Then the lifeguard blew the whistle and he swam off. My brother was busy with his boat toys or something. Then the stupid mother came back and she started lecturing the lifeguard about how it's not his place to parent her kids 
and he's not the parent. Then the lifeguard said something and went back to his chair. Then the stupid mom came to me and tried to involve me in this whole dispute. She told me that one of her spawns told her that I yelled at him for splashing. She started saying how it's not my place to parent, how I need to stop being so anti-fun, and that I was intruding on her parenting, and I told her that maybe if she wants to not be intruded on, maybe she should parent her kids. She got mad and told me I was a freaking jerk and I told her that she shouldn't teach her kids swear words. She took her kids and left to probably another part of the water park. That was the end of it. I know when people on the sub think that they're usually wrong, but I was right in this case. Stupid mom never came back, to me at least. I still go to that water park every few weeks with my brother, and I've seen zero stupid or entitled parents since then, except for that one line Karen that I posted about before. Does anybody else agree that in this situation that lifeguard should have considered just kicking them out? And that honestly that lifeguard was letting OP and anybody else in that part of the water park down? This next story is, got told I was being financially abused. Is it true? Okay, I'm 21 year old female but my mom still treats me as if I'm 12. Basically, I'm autistic and due to being on disability benefits, my mom is allowed to have a bank account that she monitors that holds my benefits. However, the benefits website states that she doesn't have legal authority over the money just to help me manage budgeting and stuff. This isn't even a necessity. She enforced to the benefits people that she needed my money. Okay, so whenever I try and ask my mom for some money, she needs proof of what I'm ordering. I wanted to buy supplies for a craft business I started, but she said it was stupid and would only hand over the money if I screenshot my cart. I have no access to that money or even know how much is in it. So how is it helping me at all to even learn how to budget? I've managed to persuade her to lend me half of my money, only took two years, to test out if I can budget and I've already saved 500 British pounds. She refuses to give me the rest. Now she's constantly asking me to borrow money. Two weeks ago it was 200 pounds and then today it was 100. This person thinks my mom was stealing my money when she had full access to it and then sneaking it back in when she could. She'll put debts under my name so God knows if that's going to bite me in the butt later on. Another thing, she's always opening my letters and parcels, even ones that are marked private and confidential. Luckily I'm in the process of moving out because it's all getting too much. Is this financial abuse? Is there anything I can do? Now I really don't know how it works in the UK but considering you're 21 years old, There should be some form of way that if that is really your money, you should be able to get a hold of that. Now, I don't know if you have to go through legal means, but this is definitely financial abuse. This next story is, Entitled Mother threatens me with CPS over remnants of a two-year-old's mess. So the inspectors are coming tomorrow, and my family and I have been deep cleaning. Now, I had a plan for today to finish half of what was left before my work and the rest after my work, which would have been the rest of my daughter's mess I'd missed. Well, today at 6 in the morning, 1-2 to two hours before the time I told my friend to wake me up and make sure I clean, I wake up to screaming 3 feet from me. I wake up disoriented to find my mother screaming at the top of her lungs about trash and cleaning, to which I realize she had broken into my room to scream at me. Yes, people, she came into my room while my daughter and I slept soundly to scream at me. She screamed for a good 30 minutes saying, The garbage truck is going to be here in 30 minutes. Get your butt up and clean. Now here's a good idea of the mess. 
I had a mess on my bed of mostly clothes and cords I was tidying because of me going through what I wanted to keep and what I wanted to toss. And on the floor, yes, it needed vacuuming, but it had a horse, a little Santa straw bag. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My daughter plays with and a box with maybe some trash from her not throwing away her snack packaging the prior day. She grabs my daughter as I feel like I'm going deaf from the sudden screaming and leaves, refusing to let me get my child. She comes back, continuing to yell at me as I rub the sleep from my eyes, trying to understand what's going on, and begin yelling back at her. I have this habit to stand still and wait for someone to be quiet and stop monitoring me. If I'm going to do anything I'm told to do, as I did it to get a break from my mother as a child when she did the same thing. When she finally leaves, I start cleaning and she comes back. Entitled mother, my mother, I'm gonna call CPS and surrender her because you're a pig. This causes me to go into hysterics because despite this not being her first threat, it was the first time she said it this way and I panicked. I said I'm sure they'd love to know that you bully your eldest child so much to consider ending things every time you enter a room. That's freaking abuse. Insert colorful language. She says, I'm the colorful language? Look at yourself. Inserting colorful language, talking about a type of work to support my daughter. I think to myself, how do I do what's needed in order to clothe my child and get her needed diapers and necessities, but know if I say it, she'll make it about her. She's currently making waffles like nothing happened and being buddy-buddy with my daughter. Like she didn't just call me a bunch of colorful names and make me have a mental crisis to the point where I couldn't stop crying for a good two hours. You know, considering the situation that OP describes, I honestly think a shelter might just downright be better than this place. I think there's a lot of places that would be willing to help OP and their daughter out. You just gotta get out of this horrendous place and look for them. This next story is, I'm just so tired of pretending to be someone else. Let me preface this by saying that I currently deal with depression, anxiety, and what presents itself as undiagnosed ADHD. I also am struggling with my identity right now. I was born biologically female, but do not feel like that label fits me all the way anymore. Additionally, I'm almost certain that I'm bi, as I've been interested in both males and females in the past. This would all be fine if I didn't live in an extremely out-of-date religious household. Mental health is simply not something that is looked after or cared about here, and anything outside their tiny box of acceptable identities, namely straight, cisgendered, like-minded religious people, are frowned upon and shunned. 
I personally don't care what people do or whom they give their love to, as long as it's all safe, legal, and consensual, and they hate that about me. In terms of what little pieces of me that I'm okay showing off, that's barely scratching the surface of it. Almost on a daily basis, I have to hear them talking about how a couple that they saw in public disgusted them, how a transgender individual is confused and needs to go to church, or how they would outright refuse to call a non-binary person by their preferred pronouns because it's not what God intended. I get to internalize the frustration of them saying that ADHD isn't a real condition, and that if people, as children or adults, can't focus or act their age, that it's entirely their own fault. I get to hear them say cheer up or just calm down whenever I'm having a depressive episode or am on the verge of a panic attack because I was just yelled at or confronted by a nasty customer at work. I'm told at the ripe age of 14 or 15 that a close friend that just recently lost their battle with depression is going to heck for their sin and that I will join them if the marks on my arms are anything more than claw marks from our pets. When I end up giving away two of my dogs to someone else because I'm mentally not well enough to give them the attention that they need and deserve, they accuse me of simply being lazy and immature. I've become a very good pretender over the years. I humor them when they simply talk badly about mental health or the LGBT community, even if it hurts. I blame every change in mood or mannerisms on simply being tired because the truth wouldn't go over well. If my actions are too big to be blamed on fatigue, I make up a reason to be upset. A plant of mine dying, being charged twice for a bill, an argument with a friend that doesn't exist. I still allow them to use my birth name and have begrudgingly agreed to wear a dress for the first time in years at an upcoming wedding, even though I would be way more comfortable in a suit and tie. And above all that, I still pretend to be just as religious as them even though I couldn't care any less about religion or whatever was written in a book from eons ago. I'm just so tired of pretending, though. When I'm at work or when I attended classes in person, I felt so free and light, as I didn't have to lie to coworkers or classmates. They all seemed to accept me, no matter who or what I appear to be. But when I'm with family, I feel constantly overwhelmed, as if the lies that I've been telling for years are all threatening to tangle themselves together contradict each other, or cause a chain reaction that brings the web that I've been carefully weaving for years swiftly crashing down. I feel all headachey and end up telling lies where I don't really have to, because I'm losing track of what parts are meant to stay hidden and what parts that I'm safe to show off. It's difficult remembering what lies I've told to what people and how I have to switch up my entire persona around each of them, even down to my speech, mannerisms, and body language if possible. I'm not sure how those toxic friends or secret villains that we see in TV shows or books do this for so long. It's all so confusing and it occupies way too much of my already anxiety-filled brain. At this rate, even if I did move out to get free of this environmental, I wouldn't know how to continue to connect with my family. I don't think that I want to go no contact, at least not until something truly terrible happens, but it's already so difficult to speak to them. I can just imagine how difficult it would be to come back during family reunions with a different body shape, possibly going by a different name, different mannerisms because I'm finally on enough psychiatric medications to keep me stable without alcohol, and a partner at my side who may or may not be male. It would be as though I'm a totally different person to them, and in a way, I kind of am. I'm sorry if this was long and rambling, this is unfortunately the kind of stuff that I think about late at night, when I really should be sleeping, 
I leave the real me locked in this bedroom every day, or I banish her to my department at work, as she isn't really safe here. But maintaining the safe version of me, a straight, cisgendered, mentally sound religious woman, is so exhausting. Even though I hate being outside most of the time, I actually enjoy going to work sometimes for this very reason. I can be myself more with strangers and coworkers who barely know my last name than with the family that I've known for over two decades. I feel terrible for OP, but I feel like at a certain level, some people are so entrenched in certain beliefs or views that there's no saving them. I mean, some people, when faced with the reality that somebody that's that close to them that they care about is going through those things, sometimes they do change and sometimes they do flip. But a lot of these people will just remain to be terribly narrow-minded, narrow-viewed, and in some ways probably disrespectful people. Our next story is Mom Who Was Furious Over Not Going To My Graduation, The Aftermath. Hi all, I had another post about how my mother went absolutely insane over how I didn't go to my college graduation. It's too much to explain, but that's the gist. Last weekend, when she was home from work and I was subjected to hours of interrogation, there was originally a lot of silent treatment, but midday Saturday, my dad suggested I apologize to her. Since I didn't go to my own grad, I know it's dumb. My apology was met with screaming about how I'm ungrateful, I'm a bad-slash-evil person, I crapped on my whole family, stuff about good Catholic education is and I've blocked out the rest. One minute I was told to go to my room, the next minute I was screamed at to get out because I had to spend more time with the family. By Saturday evening, I was made to sit on the living room couch and stay put. I sat through an AFL game, the cricket that had been televised from England, TV shows my tween siblings were watching. I was constantly questioned by my mom what I was hiding and what I have wrong with me. Why am I the way that I am because I've been scarring the kids. I hadn't eaten much for days because I was too scared to walk around the house. Obviously I was weak and cold because my own mother is making me well aware that I'm a bad person. I deserve bad things to happen to me. After Saturday night, I ended up with chillblains. I took a shower on Sunday morning and pulled out burnt strands of my hair, probably from when I tried to hide next to an electric heater. Over the next few days, things gradually started to get a little better. I'm not sure why, but mom, little by little, started talking to me again. Even if it was just, you still haven't told us why you decided to throw away a chance to go to your graduation. There is no why. I hated being at a Catholic college but I can never tell her that. I have faced numerous punishments since, and I'm going to continue to pay for what I did for a long time. Whatever chance I could, I read through my college's policy and procedures to see if I would be allowed to attend another ceremony. My universities had many throughout the year for each semester. Mom just wanted the smiling photos and to have a whole look at what my kid did moment. So I felt compelled to something to end this nightmare. On Monday morning, I had to take the car to be serviced, and I had a few hours wait. While I waited at this darn Kia Motors place, I sat there sending a few emails and making a few calls regarding my enrollment and finish date so I could still be eligible for a ceremony. On Wednesday morning, I received an email saying that I'm on the list for spring graduation. I'm going to pay for every ticket. My last post said I think it's nearly a hundred Australian dollars. Found out it's actually a hundred sixty-five dollars her guest, and will be officially confirmed closer to the date. This was all done without her knowing yet, but she was home from work for a few days since this grief has made her sick, 
She just didn't go to work for three days. I still feel too scared to tell my mom that I fixed it for her. I told my brothers about the graduation ceremonies and how afraid I was and they actually laughed at me. Being males, they aren't treated the same as me. I asked them, but don't you hate how angry she gets? They both said they were completely numb to it and didn't care. I'm just full of fear and I don't know what to do. I do want to tell my dad, who is far more reasonable than mom, but I'm frozen. Female 21. I think if OP's going forward with trying to fix this situation, wouldn't it be better for them to just tell them straight up? Like, wouldn't that calm her down quite a bit? Either way, I think OP needs to get way out of there and leave them very far behind. Our next story is another entitled airplane mom. A few weeks ago, I was flying back to Denver from Atlanta. I use a cheap airline, and on the flight to Atlanta, I was stuck in the middle seat and got a little claustrophobic. No problem, I got exactly what I paid for. To avoid this, I paid extra to choose my seat on the way back and chose the window. I get on the plane, walk to my seat, and notice a lady and her child in my aisle. The lady's in the middle, and the child, maybe three or four, is in my seat. I didn't board late, I was one of the early groups, so she just preemptively took the window. You have to pay extra for that. I walked up and very politely tell her it's my seat. I never not once raised my voice or lost my temper. I said, that's my seat. The entitled mother, very incredulous, can't believe I have the nerve to make her move, said, are you serious? I said, yes, completely. She said, you don't have to be such a witch. Me thinking this escalated quickly, ma'am, I haven't been a witch at all. Not yet. She said, I'm not sitting next to you if you're a witch. Um, okay. I said, then if there are empty seats, I suggest you move if you don't want to sit next to me. That's my seat. She then stands up and yells for the flight attendant because she isn't sitting next to a stupid witch. The poor flight attendant comes over and gives me an embarrassed look and tells her she needs to sit down in the correct seat and wait to see if there are no-shows. Entitled Mother then proceeds to tell everyone around what a witch I am, etc., earning my more embarrassed looks from other passengers. At the end of the day, I got my seat, wasn't claustrophobic, and she looked like a jerk. But what is the deal with parents like that? I have three boys and I would never, ever expect people to give up seats for us. Certainly not ones they paid extra for. Let's be real, she was just hoping to earn a better experience by paying for a lesser one. I'm guessing however she grew up or all throughout her life, she found that her complaining and whining ended up getting her what she wanted, and that's how we ended up here. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.